Welcome to The Pulse on Akaville Radio, hosted by Rachel Schoenbaum. Welcome back to The Pulse. This is Rachel, and I am so thrilled to have with me Chris and Ricky from The Buzztones. Hey guys, how you doing? Very well. Very how well, are you? thanks. Excited to be here. Excellent. I always like to start off asking how the group got started. So we uh, were part of a large all-male Welsh voice choir, I think 50 strong. And we were at rehearsals every week. We were singing for rugby events uh, in stadiums and church events. And we decided that as friends outside of the group, we we fancied a, a bit of a change. So we broke away. I think there were eight or nine of us at the time and just started rehearsing. We weren't a cappella at the time. We just kind of, we had guitars and pianos at the rehearsal just to see what came out. But we, uh, after a few, few rehearsals, decided we don't need these instruments. We we find a cappella fun, and yeah, and we turned into an a cappella group. Yeah, and I think an interesting, the funny thing is that none of us had sang a cappella before, and actually, it was just more by nature of those that can play musicians just failing to bring them to rehearsals. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we ended up singing a cappella by force and anything and actually thinking, actually, this is a lot of fun. It's really good. And yeah, it just went from there, really. It's really hard to lug a guitar around London. I mean, it's hard on your back. You know, we're not as young as we used to be. <laughs> so yeah, a cappella is just an easy way to make music. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah. So where did you come up with the name? the buzz tones so we actually did our first gig without a name it was a charity gig to raise money for Battersea cats and dogs home uh, here in London I was running the London marathon that year and so it was just a fundraiser and we put slips of paper on the tables and just asked people to come up with names for us they were all terrible so we didn't use any of them and we just kind of put our brains together and came up with the bus tones we we kind of liked the old school vibe of putting you know the in front you know so many amazing bands like the Beatles the Rolling Stones um, and we thought it was classic it it was kind of ambiguous enough for us to grow into what we wanted to be without pigeonholing and yeah the bus tones were born yeah and now how, how big is the group now we are a group of 16 mm. uh, and we perform generally with 8 to 12, uh, apart from special gigs where we all kind of turn up and we are a big old testosterone-filled force to be reckoned with. <laughs> yeah, and I guess we've been slowly growing o- over time, pretty almost all but one has stayed since the start, since 2011, Yeah, with one immigrating to Australia. Mm. And, and we've had, what, two new in the last year? Yes, yeah. Mm. Slowly... Uh, everybody's moving slightly further out of London. Mm. Uh, So we thought it would be great to get some fresh faces in, uh, some fresh voices in. Uh, And yeah, that's how we've ended up as a 16 piece. Um, We split into four groups, top tenors, second tenors, baritones and basses. So we tend to have four per part basically, and that keeps us really well covered. Yeah, for sure. So I wonder if you can talk a little bit about your rep and what kind of, where where you're, like most comfortable as a group singing? Interestingly, uh, when we first started, we, we just kind of picked songs that we thought would work quite well as an a cappella group. So we were veering towards things like Black and Gold by mm-hmm. uh, Sam Sparrow, Smiley Faces, Niles Barkley, mm-hmm. um, CeeLo Green, that kind of thing. We all thought they had that kind of 
nice laid back vibe to them um when we started gigging more we were seeing that audiences were really responsive to kind of british music that you wouldn't necessarily always hear from a party band or from a cappella groups that were kind of collegiate so 90s music mm. boy band stuff girl band stuff kind of 90s dance music uk garage that kind of thing that you wouldn't necessarily hear and we liked the idea of experimenting with that and it was all of our friends were getting married oh. and they were all listening to that kind of music and enjoying the kind of nostalgic element of it and that was a void that we felt we could fill yeah. and and we loved it so it was kind of a win-win yeah i think we've kind of been lucky that we've always chosen to do songs that that we loved when we were younger the mm. kind of nostalgic element from from the the 90s and and 80s and we've just been fortunate that also audiences have been quite receptive to that and enjoyed the songs that that we like so i guess through our thought process we're not really thinking of what will necessarily an audience particularly like it's us just choosing a song that that we like ourselves and hoping that it works and and yeah and and if they're successful we just keep using them and i think also i i guess our signature type is also developing kind of medleys of different genres or a particular artist audience is always very receptive to those those they're always quite fun for sure like what is the general response that you get from an audience when you when you perform what how do they react the the beauty of a, a medley is that you'll start with the song and they're like, oh wow, I haven't heard this in ages. This is amazing. And then just seeing the look on their faces when you switch into the next song and you can see them resisting the urge to sing along, uh, <laughs> which is always great. And as a group, we try not to take ourselves too seriously. You know, we have a comedic element to our singing and yeah, just seeing an audience member with a smile on their face, wanting to sing along and we know that we've kind of hit it out of the park with, with what we've chosen, so. Yeah, I think the general feedback from audience that we've spoken to is that they say that we just look like we're having so much fun on stage We're with kind of each other and that kind of feeds off on them so we uh, as kind of Ricky mentioned there's a comedic element it's very silly I guess our kind of on stage presence it's the types of songs that we choose you know whether it's a boy band medley or a, a girl group medley or you know we even do a Spice Girls medley and just the, the the comedic value of a group of men singing Spice Girls songs it's it's yeah it just yeah. lends itself to it I think one quote we got from a reviewer up at Edinburgh Festival um, in 2015 was he he came to the show expecting to be hit in the face with a with a wall of testosterone knowing that we were a group of however many men dudes um, <laughs> yeah exactly but he said as soon as we started our first song he was just totally there with us and just in like we put him at ease and he was just like okay they they don't take themselves too seriously this is actually quite cool so that's kind of hit the nail on the head with kind of what we want to achieve like um we we have a show next week uh, six shows over five days at a place called the vault festival uh, oh, down at lot. waterloo in yeah. london yeah it's going to be tiring on the vocal cords it's a, <laughs> a 60 minute show wow. uh, yeah. straight through called guilty pleasures and it's all those songs that you hate to love and love to hate oh, you know yeah. the kind that you sing in the shower that but we're there with you you know our audiences we're like we, we can take you to your guilty pleasure place and yeah you're in a safe place <laughs> awesome 
So I wonder then in terms of arranging the songs, there must be, first off, arranging any song is a challenge, but then trying to arrange medleys of songs, I imagine is even more challenging making that transition from song to song. Is that something that you all do in-house? Is there any outsourcing of the arrangement process? Um, We've never outsourced our arrangements and we have a couple of key members that do all of our arranging. And now we've been together as a group for nine years it's kind of easier because we know what makes us tick and we know how to transition from song to song quite easily. So, and the two guys that arrange most of the stuff, they, they know what they're doing. And if it doesn't work in a rehearsal, we'll just say that doesn't work. Let's, let's try something else. And yeah, it's, it's all about knowing how we all tick as a group together. Yeah. I think we're very lucky that have a number of individuals that are incredible kind of musicians and just able to put together kind of um, these compositions uh, for us to, to run through. Uh, but certainly they evolve uh, as we go through that we'll first kind of rehearse them, practice them, add new ideas. Certainly, you know, a challenge that we found for any new members coming <laughs> in when we run and they're getting up to speed with the music, they're reading the music and what we're singing is nothing. Oh, yeah. Like oh, what's actually that's changed. changed. Yeah. This is exactly how it's written <laughs> apart from, oh, yeah, that. Oh, we changed the end. Uh, so don't sing that. Yeah, is basically the way the rehearsals go with the new guys. (laughs) It's never easy for them. Well, this is, I think we need to uh, take a moment, take a break, and we'll want to hear a song from the Buzz Tones on the way out. And we'll be right back with the Buzz Tones. We are back with the Buzz Tones. Thanks for sticking with us through that break. Again, we're speaking with Chris and Ricky. So I wonder if you can talk a little bit about sort of, you know, you mentioned fringe. That's something that you guys have done in the past. Um, what what other sorts of things do you as a group participate in? I guess in our nine year period that we've been together, trends have changed with the kinds of gigs we've done. Uh, when we first started out, um, we found the flash mob thing really popular. So people were getting in contact with us saying, I want to propose to my girlfriend and I'm looking for something a little bit different. I saw some of your videos on YouTube. So wondered if you could sing some Bruno Mars for me because she loves Bruno Mars. And they'd be in all these wacky, wonderful places. We'd, so say for instance, the Shard in London, take his girlfriend up there and then we pretend we were just tourists and then break out into song. He would feign, oh, I don't know what's going on, you know, that kind of thing. And then, at the end of the song, he'd get down on one knee. So that kind of was happening all the time. Um, And then we'd be singing at the weddings as well that would proceed. Uh, We'd also done fringe events in Edinburgh. And uh, as I mentioned, we're doing the Vault Festival as well. Um, This is the second year we've done that. That's all sorts of theatre groups from comedy to straight plays to music. And it's a real kind of festival vibe that you get up in Edinburgh but in a small part in underneath the Waterloo station uh, underneath the arches so it's it's got a really cool vibe down there we've also done Moscow Spring Acapella Festival oh um, yes I think uh, three years in a row uh, the second year we were lucky enough to win a uh, the first prize in our category so uh, which was completely unexpected uh, but we've always found that we had a really warm welcome there. The event's really well organized. The sound engineers on the stages, the helpers that take you from place to place, you know, it's it's a really slick operation and we, we've been really lucky and proud to be a part of that. Yeah, and then this year we've been invited to a, 
a place in Spain called Girona uh, for an acapella festival there. Um, so we'll in in May, 17th of May, we'll be performing with the likes of, I think, Straight No Chaser are there this year. So um, yeah, it's always great to do something new and exciting. And I guess we've done a whole range of different corporate events. So we've sung at Twickenham Stadium uh, in front of what eighty thousand people or something crazy like yeah. that. That was that was certainly an, an experience. And um, I guess on a, a range of different corporate events, you know, uh, award ceremonies, all these kind of things, parties. But I, I'd certainly say it's it's our own shows that are the, are the really really fun bit that that we love to do because that's where we get to. I, I guess do our own add our own little twist to to the to the shows and try and add some of that kind of comedy element and do things that that we love that perhaps necessarily we wouldn't think would work as well in a kind of corporate setting or so on so I guess that's ultimately why why we we do it for to develop our own shows but it's great that also people are interested in, in getting us to perform at, at their kind of special events as well cool so you know those those little twists that you add are they choreo are they sort of choreographed movements or, or, or um, funny sort of interactions with each other? They are more interactions. We have messed around with uh, what we like to call dad dancing, um, w- which always goes down well in our Edinburgh shows. You know, <laughs> there's only so many times you can pretend that you can't dance and it's funny. Uh, and as soon as that element of it being off the cuff goes, then we, we have to kind of put that one to bed. So... Yeah, we 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 used to do that, and now we stay firmly away from choreography, as funny as it might be, because <laughs> we're terrible. <laughs> Having said that, uh, next week uh, we have what we call a Euro Trash medley, which has got lots of European pop music in it, uh, with things like the Macarena, oh, and yes. we will be. <laughs> We will be performing the Macarena. <laughs> Whether the group knows it or not, they know now. Yes, yeah. Whether the audience will be able to um, tell that we're doing the Macarena is another story. <laughs> Please tell me they're the Venga Boys in there. <laughs> the Venga Boys are there. Boom, yes. boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so, switching gears a little bit, I wonder if you can talk about the role recording place for the group and and what your plans are going forward. So we tend to take stock of where we are. Every January, we have a bit of an AGM and say, look, this is what we've done this year. Maybe this year we could make some more videos. And and, uh, so it's always a bit of a natural progression. Um, And we kind of take things year by year with no, no real kind of focus apart from just keeping it as fresh as we can and make sure we're enjoying it. Um, exactly I think that's the main thing that just things like often kind of tick over naturally um, but it's as Ricky said the important thing is that we're all enjoying it and uh, and still having fun so you know this year straight away it's working on uh, guilty pleasures then we have Jorona coming up after probably need to sit down and work out what we're doing over the summer Mm -hmm. next from that point Um, but yeah there's no I guess there's no real plans actually (laughs) coming up beyond uh, the spring we tend to put a Christmas show on every year we used to call it our review of the year and we kind of dip into politics and what's been happening in pop culture and kind of put it all into one big kind of review that has always gone down well and gives us a bit of a basis to to end the year on a high. And we find that we're ticking off things from our bucket list that weren't necessarily on there, but we're like, so for instance, our involvement with uh, the London Vocal League means that we 
been able to play at some really cool venues in London that we wouldn't have necessarily done otherwise. There's a great space owned by Andrew Lloyd Webber called the Other Palace Theatre. Uh, and there's a really nice downstairs kind of cabaret bar. And it's a really, really great vibe in there. And we've been lucky enough to perform there twice. Something that we probably would have never thought of doing, but when the opportunity came up, it was, you know, too good to miss. So, yeah, I think keeping things fresh, keeping things fun, that's, that's all we have in mind. Yeah. Is laying any of it down for posterity play on the books and, or, or in terms of recordings a, yeah and like in your in so we we've thought about this idea and i think we're in a really interesting t- time in terms of how music is as a medium like i guess groups 10 years ago might have sold loads of cds and that kind of thing cds aren't really a thing anymore so maybe just releasing things uh online is the way forward to go and something that we might consider for the future I know that some of our fan base I I say it like we have a big fan base but um, our modest fan base have said oh we'd love to hear more of your recordings so it's definitely something that we've got that we're thinking about for the future yeah I guess it's kind of been in the back of our mind um, but it's not something we've really kind of actively talked about or planned really is it I'm just trying to think for us, I guess the, you know, the enjoyment comes out of performing uh, as a group and to friends and family and, and others. And so I guess that's always going to be the, the main focal point and what drives us to do more things. It's new repertoire and new shows really more, more than anything else, but certainly something to consider for the future. You know, you've alluded to a couple of times this, this like really annoying thing that happens outside of the group called life. And yes, life. <laughs> that, that obviously competes for your time. And so I wonder if you can talk a little bit about how you balance the demands on your time for things outside of the group and the things inside of the group. So I think that's one of the reasons we've gone from being an eight, nine piece to being a 16 piece, knowing that we've got that kind of less pressure, keeping the group as fun as we can. So having instead of eight or nine members um having up to 16 members means there's less pressure it keeps it fun and we can fit other things i think over the last 18 months two years at least half of the group must have had babies Hmm. uh which has been interesting for for those of us that don't and yeah so we've had to adapt and develop in that way um we all have pretty much full-time jobs we have a doctor in our ranks we've got people that work in the music industry we've got people that have completely different vocations so yeah i think it's just being aware that what what we're doing in the buzz tones is is fun and it's kind of a release of pressure from everything else that we have to do in our lives I think uh, Rick is doing himself a bit of a disservice there because we're extremely lucky to have him where he sacrifices having a social life to do a lot of the, the buzz tones admin. So we certainly can do <laughs> half the stuff that, w- that we do at the moment without Ricky behind the scenes doing a, a lot of all the hard graft and telling us where we need to be at what time to perform what. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so outside of you know the things that we've discussed, I wonder if you can talk a little bit about you know how how you feel like the group you want it to change or or the things that you want to see the group do that you haven't already done over the next couple of years where would you like to see the group go i'd love to carry on with our kind of world travels i think it's a really um humbling experience to go to new 
cultures and and new cities and countries and be able to sing and see how audiences differ in different places um and yeah i think if we can travel the world get to america one day would be amazing it's a place that we haven't been to as a group so for me i would just love to travel the world and, and meeting um other a cappella groups from around the world is is great as well and hearing their experiences we've uh, we've been lucky enough when we're in moscow to to perform with other groups uh, there's a group called the alley cats based in america which are great guys who we are staying in the same hotel as them and we got to chatting and yeah and some of the other groups were yeah excellent and it's really good to just see how different the groups are and how everyone has their own unique qualities whether it's whether they have an amazing beatboxer and a, a kind of crazy crazy sound that we could never um imagine doing or you know that and that's the beauty of being at a festival you hear so many different types of acapella as a genre yeah um, yeah but i think just continuing to explore the world and explore the world of acapella yeah, um, yeah I, I definitely echo that i mean i don't think whenever when we first started we'd ever dreamed of having the opportunities that we've had and kind of gone to, to moscow and then spain this year yeah, it's absolutely incredible and if we get to go to other places particularly america that would be great given kind of how how big acapella is there just to see what people think of our style i think we're we're very different to the more traditional acapella style in the in the u.s we're much more choral and we don't have a beatbox of for example so it'd be really interesting interesting to see um, how that's portrayed over there and whether our sense of humor <laughs> can conveys across <laughs> or not that would be very interesting so yeah uh, as Ricky says just uh, more experiences trying something new that sounds great well with everything that you all have going on we're so grateful you took some time to speak with us thank you so much oh, thank Absolutely. you Rachel. it's been a pleasure that was Chris and Ricky from the Buzz Tones and as we say goodbye we'll be hearing them do another tune here are the Buzz Tones Thanks for listening to this week's The Pulse, only on Acaville Radio. Remember, Acaville Radio is your home for the best in acapella news, music, and video. Only at acaville.org.